This is my hero academia Welcome to episode 4 of the My Hero Academia podcast. This week we have a small new segment and then we'll be covering anime episode 52 which is called Create the Ultimate Moves and manga chapter 190 entitled His Start. My name is Sophie. And my name's Kendra. And now, really quickly into the news segment, it's going to be pretty short. The My Hero Academia movie, Two Heroes, came out at Anime Expo, and some people have been comparing it basically to being an anime diehard. Uh, that's Mother's Basement who said that. He did an awesome video where he did a recap of the... He did a non-spoiler recap of the movie. I definitely recommend checking it out if you're interested in seeing whether or not you might like the movie. I think he even has timestamps of where you can skip the spoilers in it, so definitely check that out. And finally, Horikoshi is coming to San Diego Comic-Con on July 21st. I don't think any of us are going there because it's expensive. And it was, it was it, by the time it was announced, it was already sold out. So basically, whoever's going there is just super lucky. They're giving out a lot of cool stuff, like some posters and some like and other stuff like that. So if you're going to San Diego Comic-Con, take lots of pictures, have fun, and like worship Horikoshi from afar. So on to our anime recap. This week... The storyboard writer is Shinji Ishihara, episode director Satoshi Takafuji, and there are two animation directors, Yoshiyuki Kodaria and Takashi Muraya. I apologise if I have pronounced those incorrectly. I did my best. Okay, so the episode starts and we have the new opening, which is called Make My Story, and it's performed by Lenny Code Fiction. This is the fifth My Hero Academia opening. We also have a new ending, which is called Long Hope Philia, and performed by Misaki Suda. At the start of the episode, we get a recap of All Might telling Izuku that he's very proud of himself because he jumped into fire this time, he didn't get hurt. It seems that Izuku was dreaming this, and he wakes up in his dorm room thinking that he's there and he's not at home anymore. We then see him greeting Ida in the bathroom to brush their teeth. Everyone else seems to be having their breakfast, so I don't know if they're just weird people. Sorry, one thing I don't get is that they're not even on the same not floor. The like, those people are all on different floors. So, and they also have their own bathrooms in their room, so why are they brushing their teeth in the same place? It doesn't actually make sense. They must have gone to breakfast and then brushed their teeth after maybe brought them down with them. and i love he does like robot he actually like moves his arm as he brushes his teeth and your theory of robot ida is gaining traction we also have a quick scene of them all eating breakfast they're all talking they seem to be having a good time except for bakugo who's just angrily looking out the window we then quickly see um izuku outside on his way to school he, as the narrator, is declaring that he'll be the next top hero. <laughs> Damn you! Izuku makes a very angry-looking face, staring at the sky. The angriest we've seen him for a while. He's in a court. Much more ragey than I thought they'd be. We then cut to um, Shoto Azawa, who explains that they will be focusing on the provisional license ex- exams. He says that having a hero license bears great cost to human life, and that's why the test is so hard, with only 50% of people passing. Which makes Mineta in particular look very spooked. And to pass it, they'll need two special moves. This is when the door opens, 
at midnight with a very sexy pose. And they have a it, really cool like music play as they enter in. It's like, or like not even that. It's just like it hypes up the scene. It gets your energy up. Oh, I hadn't noticed the mo- the music then. Kirishima, Kaminari, Ashido, and Sero then get very excited at the term super moves, and they start to think that it it's like a normal school, but superhero esque. Izuku looks excited though nervous with a sweat drop, and Ectoplasm says that the ultimate moves will be sure to get a win. So Mentos says that their moves should be so inaugurated in their body that no one can copy it, and battling is seeing how much you can force it on your opponent. It looked to me like they made Cementos more muscular, but... Midnight then starts talking while still doing her sexy pose. She must have done that... She did the sexy pose outside the room. She must have walked across the room still doing the sexy pose and held it while talking to them. Midnight says that the moves will then define them as heroes and without them they will become endangered to being extinct. Sorry, I just love that with like they just like well they do a pan up of all the heroes and they pan up on her and it feels like it's just like an extra focus on her boots. Then Azawa says that he'll meet them in the gym and explain more, and Bakugo just still he just looks unimpressed. Uh, we then cut to Jim Gamma or Training Dining Land. It's the first time we've seen it, isn't it? Yeah, this is the first time. And at first it just looks like a massive empty warehouse. Ashido, Yuraka and Izuku are taken back by the name, hmm. but then Cementoff explains that he's the one that made the gym and it can be changed for each student's needs, which is where the dining part comes to. Do you know that also TDL, uh, Tokyo Disneyland is what it's similar to. That's why they say a certain mouse will be mad at us. Ah, I didn't know that. I I didn't know they were talking about um, the principal, Nezu. Oh, no. They're talking about uh, Mickey Mouse, I think. Ah, good insight. Cementoff is such an asset to the school. He's so nice and cute. I love him. He's so good. I love his little ponytail too. He's so cute. I love him. He's so he's so helpful, like creating all the, using his cement to create the schools and now using it. That, that must save them so much money on training grounds. Ida then jumps the gun a little bit and asks why they need ultimate moves for the exam, which, uh, I don't know, that sounds a bit stupid to me. <laughs> a stupid question. Um, Azara then reprimands him slightly and says that he's going to tell them so Ida should calm down first. He goes on to explain that the test examines how well students save people from various different incidents while also assessing the student's ability to do various things like gather information, communicate and make decisions each year. Uh, I make decisions and each year they have different tests. Midnight is not doing her sexy pose anymore, she's given that up. And she says that fighting ability is what's most important there, and that's why they should be pe- prepared with their ultimate moves. Uh, we see Izuku have another sweat drop, while Bakugo just looks angry. Cementos uh, says that not being influenced by other things and acting consistency will make one will make one great on the front lines. He then smiles, which is it's so cute. Oh yes, yeah, so Ectoplasm then explains that ultimate moves don't have to be for attacking, and he references Ida's Recipro first. Recipro burst, which makes Ida super happy, and he does. I nicknamed it the Valor, the Valor stance. <laughs> Ballas? The Valor. Oh, Valor. Valor, yeah, like knights of old, especially when he's in his armor and he he lifts his head up, doesn't he? And he sort of puts his his fist to his heart. His armor looks scary. Like he looks like a villain in it. I don't know why. It just scares me. 
There is something imposing about armour, especially where you can't see someone's face. It sort of, like, dehumanises them. Same. And same for Ciro, too, his, like, the shaded, like, helmet part. And it's like, it's, it's kind of creepy. I think I just don't like masks. Can't trust someone if you can't see their face. Especially their eyes. Yes! Um, Sato then, uh, it, seems to, it seems to click in his mind, and he says that, uh, so, a move should be something that makes them feel like they're going to win, which All Might agrees with, and she gives him a... A wink, <laughs> some subtle, some non-subtle flirting with her students, <laughs> uh, and she references Cammy Woods's Lacoud Chain Prison, which is the one that he used to restrain the League of Villains, and she says it's the ultimate perfect super move. We then go back to Azawa, who says that though the camp was cancelled, their quirk training was part of what they needed to obtain the super move, so they should be on their way. Cementos then starts creating massive pillars while Azawa continues to say that they will work on their super moves for 10 days until semester starts. I thought it had already started. I was... So that was new to me. No, because I think, like, they got interrupted during the summer camp, and then they had a few days or, like, a week off or something. Or maybe just a few days, and they go back again. And I think, like, it's still it's still summer. They don't even get a summer break. They just... They go, they go to the training camp, they get attacked, and then right away they're doing the training. Like... And later on they mention how short of a time frame the whole series has been in. And it's so fast. Like, so much happens in such a short period of time. And that's not necessarily a good thing. I think they had, like, a week off before it because that's when they did the little swimming thing, isn't it? Uh, but it's not very long. Um, uh, and he goes on to say they should also think about their costumes and how they'll work with their quirks. And to complete it, they'll need a plus ultra mentality. <laughs> uh, the students are all very excited, except Koda just looks nervous and Jiro looks angry which I thought was a bit strange um Kaminari's pulling um a bit of a villainous looking face saying that he's very he's excited um and Izaku just looks nervous and he's wondering what he should do we then see the ectoplasm he's split himself into his different clones who are helping the students individually first of all he's with Ojiro who is attacking him but ectoplasm tells him off and says that he's fighting like someone who just has a tail it's all expected um, and Ojiro is flat on the ground. He looks de- he looks upset and he thinks, oh, no, I'm being too normal again. Which is the second time we've seen this. I wonder if that's his like, his big hang-up. He thinks he's too normal and he won't stand out. Because he just has a tail. He needs to find a way to be something more than that. So he'll probably end up being, like, flashy or something. That'd be kind of funny. I am interested in how he can develop things with his tail. Make it hold a gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You'll never expect that. They hold a gun. <laughs> the gun tail here. I am calling it now. <laughs> um, Ectoplasm, who is talking to Mina, and showing her a different way to shoot her acid, which makes it go even further. Mina becomes very excited about this. We then cut to Momo, who we didn't see him training with Momo in the manga, so it has been added in. Uh, but she's focusing on creating two things at once. And at first, I thought the objects were going to come out of her boobs because she does such a big inhalation where she's really, really sticking her chest up and then she only dips forward and no metal comes out of her elbows. Which I'm, I'm glad it didn't come out of her breasts. Yes, thank you. And I also thought it was going to be two separate things that you'd have to concentrate on making like two completely different things. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, that'd be difficult to do at first though, wouldn't it? Oh, yes, I guess they're starting around something small. Oh, I'm sure she'll get to it. Then we go to Izuku. Um, Ectoplasm tells him off because he's just staring up at everyone else. 
think about what you should do. And he hits him. Exoplasm hits him around the head. Oh, <laughs> it's training. You gotta think fast. Izuku says he's still not sure what he should what he should do because his hands and his arms are so injured. And Exoplasm agrees with him, saying that his uh, his quirk style isn't consistent enough. So instead of working on super moves, he should work on just being able to utilize his quirk better. All Might then turns up behind Azawa and says that even though he wasn't invited, he's there because he has nothing else to do. I'm not buying that. No one's buying that. You love these students, All Might. That's why you turned up. <gasps> oh, yes. And um, Azawa sort of reprimands him, saying that he should focus on recuperating, but All Might wants to be there, and he stares up at Izuku, thinking that he's still having trouble. We then see Bakugo, who is going mad, and he's destroyed one of Ectoplasm's cones. All Might and Azawa... Sorry, I thought for a second that he was attacking Deku, but he's attacking his own clone. But I thought for a second he was attacking, like, Deku's clone, and I was like, what? But he's not doing that. I wonder if Ectoplasm can make his clones look like different people. Ooh. Uh, All Might and Azara watching him agreeing that he's got so much stronger. Um, and even floating Yuraka is watching him impressed. Sato, again, is eating cake. <laughs> oh, no, this is the first time we see him eating cake. Mm -hmm. uh, Sato's eating his cake, looking impressed. Um, Hagakure remarks that he even had a move and a name for it in the entrance exam. So she must have been in the same cohort as him. Yeah, that's what confused me too. Like, we didn't see her, but obviously... Or wait, was he... Weren't... Deku and Bakugo were in the same test, right? No, they were in different uh, groups because uh, that's when Bakugo said, oh, they're trying to split people in different schools up so they can't work together. Ah, uh, okay, that makes sense. So Hagakura, I'm guessing, must have been in his group. Though I don't know how she passed the entrance exam just on her own, unless she, she went up behind them and like pulled their circuits out. I think that's what it said. Like I think Horikoshi said something, basically, where it boiled down to she could get... They have a shutdown button on them or something, and she could find it because they couldn't see her. So it was just like, you decided to disable the robots or like make them stick like Mineta did. Oh, I love that. She just went around turning their off switch. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> So yeah, he's obviously been practicing this and thinking about it like for a long, a long, long time. And mm -hmm. um, Izuku continues. Uh, Izuku is then looking around, and we see Mineta talking to Kaminari about moves, and he's saying that for years since he was a child, he's thinking about a special move called Great Rush. And Kaminari is also really excited, saying that um, yeah, they've all been thinking about it for so long, and he likes the idea of having an electric sword, which would be pretty cool. And I wonder for Electric Sword, is, is that like a lightsaber or is it a Yu Yu Hakusho reference and it's a spirit sword? Which one? I want to know which reference it is. I guess it could. I guess it could be anything. Like even if he had an actual, if he had an actual sword from, um, if he gets an actual sword from the support group that maybe has like wires in it that he can transfer his electricity into. Ah, that'd be smart. I hope he gets an electric sword. <laughs> Please. I don't. He needs to learn how to sword fight as well. So it's like an extra step he needs to learn. <gasps> Imagine if we see him fencing with um, Aoyama. Aoyama would definitely be the type to fence. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, All Might then comes up to Izuku and he tells him that he's still trying too hard to to imitate him, and that's what he should work on. Uh, Izuku then, as he All Might is walking off, he asks him what he means. But uh, All Might goes over to Kirishima instead and explains to him that 
that he should work on bulldozing through things rather than thinking of any fancy tricks because of his quirk. But then in his mind we see him um, all might thinking to himself, saying that he can't give these Corby answers. That's not what a good teacher does. Um, he then goes over to Jiro. We don't see the advice he gives her, but we do see her looking very happy. And he calls her uh, Shoujo, which is cute, like Shoujo Jiro or whatever. It's just cute because it's like young lady. Oh, he's so polite. Um, and Azara's wondering what he's doing before he sees his teaching book in his back pocket. And then he pulls a Azara shocked face, which we don't get to see very often. And I was going to say, the book is called Even Dummies Can Be Teachers, Easy Education Theory. So it's literally teaching for dummies. Uh, we then go back to Izuku again who's going to the development studio to ask about his costume, and he's thinking that he'd like braces for his arms or something so that he can he doesn't get as much uh, throwback when he uses it. Uh, we also then see Ida and Yuraka are walking to the same place. Yuraka's explaining that she's focusing on floating her body and she'd like more mobility when she's in the air, and Ida wants to reduce the heat from his recipro because so he can use it for longer. Um, and as Yuraka is going to the door... It blows up and throws Izuku away, startling everyone. Uh, and we see a lot of... I remember in the manga, I think for a second we thought like the villains were attacking or something. It was, it was kind of funny in the anime, they did it like without music, so you could kind of feel that it was ominous because like the music kind of cut out. So it's kind of cool that they kind of like set the mood a bit. Uh, we just see a lot of mist and then we see Power Loader and he's re reprimanding a laughing person. Don't know who they are yet telling them they shouldn't just create whatever they want because it leads to these explosions. The mysterious person then keeps chuckling and says that Edison quoted that failure is the mother of invention. So even if what is created doesn't work, it's not a waste of time and they don't care. The mist then clears and we see Hatsumi Mei on top of Deco with a very booby shot and both Yuraka and Midoriya at the same time just say, Boobies! And that's the end of part one. Uh, uh, I just remember, like, this, that boob fall-on is what uh, Horikoshi decided to end uh, manga chapter 100 on. And I remember being so angry. Because I was just like, really? Like, 100th episode, 100th, like, chapter is where you usually do, like, a cool reveal. Or, like, you have, like, a cool moment. But instead, it's just like, oh, we're going to go to Delvent development studio and uh Deku gets boobed but I guess like I'm glad he didn't like I I remember it as him like getting a face full of boob so at least it was just like he fell on top of him and he looked up at the boobs so at least like it's slightly better yeah uh, see I never I didn't really mind it because it's I think because it's all set in school and uh, just teenage boys and even actually teenage girls really when you're when you're still developing are just obsessed with boobs yeah, yeah, very much, like, one-track mentality. And we get the little, like, info cards for them. We learn that Deku likes uh, pork cutlet bowls. I think we already knew pork cutlet or pork... I think he likes the pork bowls. And he's tiny! He's 5'4". He's tiny! He's um, he's not the smallest of the guys. There's a, a chart with their height. I think the, small, the smallest person in the class anyway is um, Mineta, and then the second smallest guy is Tokiyami, who is also really quite small. And then I think it's Deku, if I'm remembering correctly. And we learn that Hatsume likes, ste likes steampunk, and she's 5'1". And I just find it funny that she forgot their names. I think she apologizes as well. 
Deku is still traumatized by the boobs. He's shy. Ochiko is also shocked. Ida introduces himself, arms flailing, saying she used him for advertising at the sports festival, and she does not care at all and just turns away. Uh, Deku appeals for help from Power Loader. He wants to develop his costume, and suddenly she's very interested and she's very close. <laughs> Power Loader says it's fine for her to come and watch the studio now that she lives close, but he threatens to banish her if she keeps going wild. And then they go inside the... Uh, studio and Deku comments that it looks like a secret base and Ochiko is blankly holding a drill with all of her fingers so it's gonna float away and she's so vacant vacant it's creepy it's like what are you gonna do with the drill her angst I think this is the first time is this the first time that we get um hints that she has feelings for Izuku yes I think so we don't see any moments of Ida reacting to the boobs because, oh. I don't know, may, maybe they haven't developed sexual feelings for robots yet. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not in its program. He's just like, he's probably like, this is, you guys are falling down in the hallway. I just love it. He's like, no running in the hallway. It's like, really, Ida? Like, relax a little. Loosen up. That should be his task. To be a pro hero, you need to, like, pull the stick up your ass out and chill for a second. No one else is even in school now. Ida's always at school. He's always ready. And I love the next bit. Power Loader has a license to work with costumes. And we kind of learn the nitty gritty. And like Horikoshi thought a lot about this as well, which is so cool. That basically you can tinker with small stuff and you just need to report the changes to the design company and they do the paperwork. Major changes, you need to fill out an application. Design company does it. And the government needs to approve it, which is kind of like... The government is kind of enforcing it. So basically, Bakugo can't go something like, I want to have an atomic bomb. There's some limitations for what you can do. Like it, can, it can stop people just creating things and they end up being villains. But um, And Power Loader says that it usually takes about three days to get the new costume because their design companies are really good. I think so. I thought that students designed their costumes, but I guess it was a design company. I always thought it was fellow students like higher up. I don't know because we learn... Uh, it's later on in the episode, I'll get to that bit. We learn who may, who designed his um, Izuku's uniform, isn't it? Oh, we do? Yeah, his mum designed it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did, like, the basic thing of it. Because I know in the manga we've learned that Bakugo and Ochiko have the same person designed their costume, and that's why they have, like, the two grey circles on their costume somewhere. Yes, and there's... Who has the same... Uh, Mineta has a similar belt to someone else. I can't remember who, and that's because they their costumes were designed by the same people. Oh, I think it might have been, but he he has the same uh, a similar belt with someone else. I just can't remember who it is right now. Oh, oh, Deku asks he wants to reduce strain on his arm ligaments. Power loader says, "Oh yeah, you fight with your fists and fingers, right? Uh, I can do some tinkering with that pretty easily." I just love that. Like even now, we're starting to get like little hints of what's going to be revealed later in the episode. That, like, oh, he's like, oh, yeah, you fight with this stuff specifically. Like, you're limiting yourself to this. I'm impressed he remembers. I know. He's so, he's, he, all the teachers are so good. Like, they're all, like, goals for teaching. Because, I don't know, oh, I swear anime has made me, like, feel more for teachers than anything else has. Because we have the great teachers here. And then also, Assassination Classroom, Koro-sensei, is also teaching goals. It's like, I don't want to be a teacher, but if I did, I'd want to be like these guys. Because they're all good teachers. Anyways, that was a teaching rant. Um, uh, May is feeling Deku up, and Deku is horrified. She says Deku is more solid than he looks, and she, in she like, insta-puts him in armor. 
a baby powered suit. I'm glad he he didn't get like a it, it wouldn't suit his character, but I'm glad Horikoshi didn't give him like a little nosebleed or something while this is going on. Oh, thank God! That would have been so annoying. He he's too nervous to get any gratification out of it. Yeah, he might just faint instead. Uh, and we learn that the suit reads contractions of muscles and supports your movements. It's baby number 49. Uh, and Deku's just like, I just want arm support! And he turns his head, and when he starts the machine, the torso starts to turn as well, matching it, thinking like, oh, he wants to turn. But only his torso turns, and it starts to, like, twist his back off. And she stops it, and she's like, oops, I made a mistake with the operational limits program. And she apologizes as well, laughing. And Ochako is worried about Deku, which is cute. And again, Deku reiterates he just wants arm support, but almost got his torso twisted off. And she, says it, and she just brushes it off, saying, oh, we could just use it as a capture item. I love all May's bits, but I did not buy her apology at all. <laughs> she just, like, she just says it because she knows she has to, but it's not, like, and I guess it's, it's, it's not not genuine, but she just instantly moves on. She apologizes, and then she's like, now, like, it's still awesome, I'm going to keep moving on. Like, she's very energetic, and I, I love May a lot. I wonder how much sleep she gets. Not a lot. <laughs> I think... But yeah, she just goes straight on to the next thing. I saw, like, a little someone's headcanon thing. Or, oh, someone did fan art or, like, something where basically... Uh, what's the mind guy... Mind... Um, what's the guy who's brainwashing guy? Uh, oh, Shinso. Someone had a fanfic or, like, a art thing of Shinso basically be, like, making her go to sleep for a bit. And being like, go to sleep for eight hours. And that's like the only way she can get her sleep. <laughs> uh, she's the she's the bunny from the Energizer commercials. Oh, and then Ida whispers to Power Loader while looking at May, going, "Can you strengthen my cooling device in my arms?" And May just appears back to back with him, and she insta puts on this like jetpack booster thing on his arms. And Ida is not having it. It's a uh, baby number thirty six. And Deku and Ochiko start to edge away. And Ida's like, I don't need this. I just want to change. Like, why is it on my chest? And she goes, booster on and launches him into the, steel, the ceiling as they all scream. Ida's like, my quirk is... I'm glad he didn't, didn't break the ceiling. Just go flying through. <laughs> blast off. This is Ida blasting off again. And Ida insists, my quirk is in my legs, though. And I don't... And, like, I guess this is another kind of hinting that Ida's limited just using his legs because that's where his quirk is. Deku's quirk is all over his body, but he's just using his arms and his fingers mostly. Um, and I also like that we see that she has gloves on, and the gloves that she May's wearing, her index finger is free, which I like. So I guess, like, she can use that if she needs to get, like, touch-sensitive stuff or something. I don't know. Oh, and then she says... The silliest thing ever that somehow I managed to be relevant. If you want to cool your legs, run with your arms. <laughs> I wonder if she had replaced the word run with something else. I don't know if it would have seen, it maybe wouldn't have been as stupid. Like if she had said, if you can't fight with your legs or something, why don't you use your arms? But it was specifically the word run that was a bit stupid. <laughs> I guess it's a bit stupid, but it also helps to kind of like hit Deku over the head with it. Because it's like... I don't know, it's, it's, just, it's just funny. I love that May is allowed to be a goof. Uh, and Deku starts to realize it, and Power Loader interrupts that realization by saying, sorry, she's self-centered to a fault, but treasure your relationship with her if you want to be heroes, because you'll be calling on her once you become pros. And we see the huge pile of stuff she has, 
and she's made that in four months. And that's how long the series has been going on for four months, besides like the time skip forwards at the beginning when Deku gets buff. And we, he says Hatsume is special. And I just love that she's Iron Man, basically. In one of the, in some of the stats that Horikeshi gave out, he gave May a link for intelligence. I think she's got five stars. But Momo is even more intelligent than her because oh. she got a, she got an S. Ooh. So she's beyond the stars. So May must be so clever, but Momo is still just more, much more intelligent. I guess like May is making the stuff, but then Momo is literally like creating stuff, and she needs to know the like basic constructs of everything if she wants to make it. She's basically like al- like full my alchemist level, like alchemy of knowing what like everything is level. She's she's a genius, and I guess May is just like slightly less genius, but still like amazing. I guess she's more more of a creative genius because Momo's not like she's creating things that have already been that are already about. She's not creating like um new weapons and things that she's just thought of. It's all like she's getting the design plan from somewhere else. Momo's a three D printer. She could create demos for. She is a three D printer. But she hasn't used that at all. She only does like she does pipes and she does like the dolls, and like she's done like a the blanket before to stop electricity. But she needs, she's very straight-laced. She needs to start thinking out of the box and make crazy shit. She made a cannon, didn't she? At the, um, when they arrived, she made that big, at the... Mm-hmm. But I think, like, that's still something that's, like, pretty traditional. She, like, she can make anything. She should start making, but I don't know. I don't know what she would make, but I think it would be cool. And I just want to reiterate that if May is not in the, the new movie, where the movie is literally about people who make hero tech, I'm going to be so angry because her whole thing is hero tech and she's not, if, I, I, I hope she's in it. That's like all, I, literally, someone please spoil me and tell me if May's in the movie. That's all I want to know. So you don't have, so that you, you can go in there not waiting for her to show up. Yes, exactly. Uh, and we see that May laughs as she works because she's just, she's so happy all the time. And Power Loader says a quote, uh, common sense is a collection of prejudices, common sense is a collection of prejudices acquired by age 18 said einstein it just makes me think did einstein have a quirk like what year did quirk start because einstein i looked it up was born in 1879 he died in 1955 so like was there a quirk then it can't have been if they said there's only like if it's only been like four four generations if it's only, uh, I think it's true. only been like four or five generations so it can't be but i like that he's quoting may quote einstein and she's unafraid of failure. She's always thinking of stuff not bound by existing ideas. Deku flashbacks to all the stuff this episode, as well as like kind of the fight, um, All Might fighting. And we also get Gran Torino telling him, Ad- your admiration for All Might and sense of duty are shackles. And Deku also gets really close to Ida, and he goes, teach me! And Ida's like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but we haven't made any progress with their costumes. Like, eh, what's happening? And I guess he wants Ida to teach him how to fight with his legs. Have we? I don't think we've not seen Ida fighting with his legs ever. We've just seen him running. I don't think we've have we seen him kick anyone. I guess the stain fight. He tried to, but he got taken out pretty quickly. Yeah, maybe in their training they've seen him. Uh, and Ochiko says that Deku's face cleared up, and Deku wonders. Deku wonders what she's changing, and she says she wants to control her nausea more. And May appears behind her as if summoned, and she's holding. Basically a barrel of dynamite. It, yeah, it, look, it just looks like a barrel, doesn't it? What's she going to do with that? And Otoko correctly asks, is it going to blow up? And then it promptly blows up. 
and may apologize this with a smile. I guess maybe like the gas from it would help with nausea, or like if you get nauseous, it'll explode, so it'll scare you into not being sick. It doesn't really make any sense. Probably genius in some way. And then we cut to the students practicing. We get uh, Todoroki doing both flame and ice at the same time. Siro is making as much tape as possible. Shoji is making as like seeing how far he can extend one extension, like making copies on top of that. Hiroshima is just punching a wall. Uh, Suyu is meditating. No, she she's turning opaque. <gasps> oh, she's camouflaging. Ah. Yeah, because we see what her. Not, I don't want to spoil it for non-manga readers, but we, yeah, she's she's turning opaque. I did not notice that at all. That's cool. It's very it's very subtle. I didn't even notice that in the manga. I need to like step up my game. Uh, Kaminari tries to talk to May, but she's just shaking her head. This will be important later for anime watchers. Uh, and Jiro has some new gloves, which is kind of cool. And Minata has anal beads. We've just lost our PG rating. <laughs> No, I, I, I just wrote ball string. Uh, uh, Midata has some form of long bead string. <laughs> uh, and we see that he's still eating a lot of sugar. And Ida is running and Ochiko's floating. She's almost throwing up. And then we get the, they cut to four days later. Oh, uh, we saw, um, we, well, we didn't see Tokiomi, but we saw someone in a cave. And then there was this banner saying, um, suppression in progress. Oh, yeah, I wonder what that was. Yeah, I think it was Tokiomi just being in a cave trying to um, con- learn how to control uh, Dark Shadow. Ah. I only thought that because where it says suppression. That makes sense. So he's practicing, like, complete darkness being in control. I guess he also needs to practice, like, being near light and having it still, like, able to do stuff. And four days later, All Might visits again. Uh, Deku has a new hero outfit with longer gloves. He got braces to reduce the strain on his arms. Mineta says, oh, you should have changed your whole look. And it's like, you are wearing a diaper. You are not allowed to say anything about anybody's costume ever. You're wearing a diaper. Ugh. And Deku... Says or Deku says it's fine, and we learn it's based off of what his mom made. She made like a little tracksuit for him. So I don't know if he used that exact thing or if he just made like the thing look like it. I guess it was probably based off of it. Yeah. And Tokoyami starts to we learn he's covering himself with dark shadow, and it makes up for his weaknesses in close and physical combat. And he calls it Abyssal Black Body. And Midnight says that's too hard to say, and it's best to have a power an ultimate move that's easy to say. Uh, Eraserhead has, says everyone now has their own styles, and some even have several ultimate moves planned out. And Bakugo makes a focus blast with just part of his palm with AP shot, armor piercing shot, and he does an evil laugh. But I think he's also might be kind of trying to imitate All Might's laugh. That also sounds evil, so I don't know. We, we don't hear him laugh enough to know. <laughs> Whatever he does, it's evil. And we get a, a piece of stone starts to break off and fall towards All Might, and Bakugo yells out, Watch out! Which is cute. And Eraserhead starts to act. All Might looks up in shock as he's about to be crushed, and Deku leaps to the rescue, and we flash back to Deku asking if he can be a hero. Uh, All Might looks up and smiles, and he's so cute, and just like, oh, it's just a good face. He's so proud of him. And Deku, yo, Deku yells, Smash! And breaks the boulder into bits with his new brown and red shoes. I love that he's keeping the red. Uh, and we hear Deku like think to himself, All Might usually uses his fists, 
and he, Deku had been subconsciously thinking he had to do the same, but he doesn't. Bakugo is shocked, and Deku says, it's simple. If I'm worried about my arms, I'll just use my legs. Iron shoes, he, he does one for all, full cowling, shoot style. And yay, he figured it out. And I just love that, like, for the whole series, we've always gotten, like, shots of Deku's feet, like his red shoes. And his feet have always more been, like, that's what made him quite quirkless. Like, the pinky toe not have, having that extra joint was, like, was a sign he was quirkless. And it was kind of, like, a little reminder. But now he's, like, he's taking his feet back. That his feet are now a sign of that, like, power and, like, fighting, I guess. That might be me reading a little bit too much into it. Oh, and I, I wrote out some stuff for the opening, the open, the, or sorry, the ending. The ending, I find, like, is a little boring, like, it's nice, but still very much, like, Deku running. And then we, I like the shot of we get, like, All Might and Deku, like, walking, and Deku, and All Might's kind of flipped upside down, as, like, with buff All Might and Deku in the background. It's kind of, like, walking away from the past, kind of. They're always much more subdued, though, aren't they? The endings, like a few of the ones that we've had of all, they're just like they're usually just still shots, a collection of still shot images. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. And do we want to talk about the new opening at all? Did you make any notes on that? The only notes that I noticed is there's more Bakugo in it with um, All Might. So before, when there were scenes of All Might and then Izuku, it would be just them. But now there's the scene of All Might with his back turned, and then there's. Um, Izuko on one side and Bakugo mm-hmm. on the other. And I love the switch from, like, it's, it's it fades out from All Might's hair to Deku's bunny ears in his outfit. And we get three really quick flashes of characters that I don't even recognize being a manga reader. But I guess there'll be new stuff we'll see during the test that I'll be like, oh, now I remember who these are. But there's one guy who has really freaky teeth. Uh, I, All Might gives Deku a push forward. Uh... We get to see the color schemes of a lot of characters who we didn't know what they were going to be. And there's also just some random dude being afraid of one of the students we'll see later. And just like, he's not even a student, it's just a random dude who's just put in to look scared. I wonder if he's one of the, um, one of the guys that, uh, you know, one of the, not one of the volunteers, but one of the, the, like, the civvy people, I think, that take part in the exam. Mm -hmm. Probably. Oh, true. But he didn't, or, okay, I'm not going to say anything because that's a spoiler for anime people. Uh, and we get to see, like, a lot of stuff that right now doesn't quite make sense yet because we don't know who any of these people are if you're anime only. But we get a very cute Ochiko. We get Ida reaching a hand out, like, oh, they're friends. Uh, and we get a really cool shot of Endeavor and Todoroki both looking coldly forward. And that's going to be important later as well. I feel like I'm saying that a lot, but everything's important. And we get Bakugo looking sadly at All Might's back. We get a cute Deku smile. And we get a cute class shot class shot at everybody. And Todoroki and Bakugo are both facing away. And Hagagura is framing Deku with her hands. I feel like there was, there was much more packed into this opening than before. Yeah, there's so much going on. I guess it also there's a whole lot of characters that they got to introduce. So they might as well, like, put them... And I find, like, I can't remember... I remember, like, some characters, new students, what school they go to, but other ones, I'm like, I have no idea if you go to, like, the one school we really see. I like it. I don't think it's, I don't think it's too much packed in, because when you watch it with each episode, you'll, I guess you'll see things that you hadn't noticed before, and that's always fun. Mm, I think it's good. This is my hero academia, Rosal Tribe. Manganime, 
Manga chapter number 190, entitled His Start. There's been some controversy about this chapter, so we'll read it all through and then, as normal, we'll talk about it at the end. So we start seeing the uh, the Noma with his his weird teeth, and he's saying, "What? Where are our strong, stronger hit hit heroes?" Uh, then we go to Endeavor, and he's saying, "I want to be stronger than anyone." Uh, and he's thinking to himself, "Seeing my back's not at all that reassuring." And above him, we're seeing Hawks as his one of his glasses breaks. So he must be thinking that he's not he's not portraying the image that he wants to. He's not making anyone feel better. Or I guess that's, is that, um, isn't that uh, Hawk's thoughts? Is that Hawk's thoughts? I think so, because I think it's each person's thoughts. Uh, yeah, that makes, yeah, that makes more sense. But it also could apply, apply to Endeavor as well. No. I... And it's like, I remember last episode, we were thinking about whether or not he would lose an eye or if he'd like fall out of the way, but instead his glasses just break. It was like barely a hit. Oh, no, yeah, you are right. Yeah, it makes much more sense for that to be Hawk Sports. Saying, seeing my back's not at all reassuring. Uh, we go on to the next page, and it's just a big fist coming out the Nomo, saying, strong, where heroes strut, what strong, he strut, strut, he, he, heroes. There's a blackness with a light coming out, and the light is crumbling the glass around him. We then see that that cracking is the Nomo. Endeavours punching his fist right into Nomu's mouth, breaking a lot of his teeth. End of saying, it's like a wild beast all of a sudden. Hawks then chimes in saying, is this for real? And we see him start to run into action. We get a gah! As Endeavor's kind of launching himself forward. And he says, I'm roasting him from inside his mouth. But his regeneration is still keeping up. And he's like clamping his mouth shut, I think. And he's thinking, I think this is Hawk saying, still not enough firepower? Uh, my feathers are just about shot all of them but they're nearly burning up. And Endeavor yells, Hawks! And his fl- he still has his flaming wings, and Hawks is like, what? His glasses are only kind of broken here. And Endeavor says, Nomu, you bioengineered freak, created to possess multiple quirks. And then, like, I don't know what's happening here. And then he just literally claps his mouth shut, and he says, ah! <laughs> and I goes, ah! While Endeavor's got his fist in his mouth, Nomu's still, he's clamping onto Endeavor as well, so he's fighting back. And saying, obsessed with strength, and look up there, and, okay, and then he said, we get uh, Todoroki going, father, and I think that's the first time he's called him dad, he always calls him old man, usually. And we get the newscaster saying, racing and torn up, but still fighting back. And Todoroki yells, I'm watching you! And we get a cool shot of uh, Endeavor with his fire wings. And Hawk says, I can't help you much since they're burned to a crisp. And Endeavor says, it was enough up higher where I don't need to worry about people or buildings into the sky. Uh, And Hawks is thinking to himself, I get it, up there he doesn't have to hold back. And then Endeavor is comparing his old self to the Nomu saying that the Nomu is what he used to be like, where he was just after strength alone. I've always hated that stupid school motto. Plus ultra prominence burn! <sighs> That's amazing art. It's such good art. He, he must be able to see... I know we just saw that shot a few pages away of the civilians, and then in the background you can see that massive fireball. But that must really... You must be able to see that from miles away. Yeah. It looks like he like he's holding 
the Nomu's head while he's still got his arm in there. Oh, he might be getting himself. I guess he's like probably immune to fire. He's not immune to fire because he heats up. So like he's going to have some burns. Yeah, I don't... I, I had to look up what... I wonder if he when he when he overheats, if it... Like, yeah, if it does internal damage. And I just want like... I had to look up what prominence meant because I didn't know. But prominence is like important or like super... Or like famous is like important burn or big... It's basically big burn. It's an ultimate move, like we saw in the anime recently, and he's been repeatedly trying to use his ultimate move, and finally he did it with Plus Ultra, so ultimate moves are important. I guess he can't use that on the streaks. It's going to light anything around him up like a chimney. Uh, so we go on to the next page, and we see all the... Oh yeah, like I was saying, everyone just... They're, all the onlookers are just lit up. They're turning around again. The bright light has shocked them. The heli We see the helicopter... We see the Todoroki siblings in the taxi being shocked, watching on their laptop. We see the students, Tokoyami, Izuku and Kirishima, screaming at the TV. What, what's your... <gasps> we also see Gabby! I didn't notice that until now! There's a shadowed figure walking in. Yeah, the next one we see just... Sorry. We see... <laughs> we see just a, a black silhouette of someone looking. Uh, then we see Hawks looking shocked. We see Shoto, uh, and then we see the Nomu and Endeavor falling to the ground. The two nameless, I don't think we know their names, the two heroes that we've no. seen a little bit before saying, he's falling, we've got to catch him. And they're using their, uh, their split-off limbs to try and save him before he goes. But no, there's still a massive thud. Uh, the siblings, the helicopter, Shoto, Hawks, they're already rising what's happened. We see the, we see all the air clear and then... A bit of flame, and we see Endeavor is still standing, and he has his arm risen, and we see that High End appears to be dead, is just completely blacked out. I think we see um, one of the heroes getting news about what happened or something, and everyone's shouting out, He's doing that pose! He's back! It's Endeavor! In victory! No to signal his start! And... In the, oh, sorry, Todoroki's kind of crouched down on the ground. I think he's just, like, relieved, because now it's like, okay, it's over. And Endeavor's starting to sway a bit, like he's not really standing. Oh, wait, did he split High End in half? It looks like it, because there's, there's two of them. Yeah, that's what I just realized. I'm like, wow. Do you think that All Might's eyes, the way he's drawn, it looks like uh, ski glasses? It does! <laughs> That's that's the secret to cosplaying all might just blackout ski glasses. I wonder if he's pulling such a super super shocked face at recognizing Endeavor's pose. Yeah, and I, I just want to point out that I think we can see that Eraserhead is missing one of his shoes. Like he ran over to go see Todoroki really fast. <gasps> that's a great thing to notice. Yeah, he's not even. Yeah, it looks like he's not even got both his shoes on. And also, Bakugo is not rushing into comfort. Todoroki. Uh, it wouldn't suit him. And Mo and Momo's standing on the edges. That wouldn't suit him. But we see Endeavor is starting to sway. And uh, I almost called him birds! <laughs> Hawkeye goes to catch him. And he says, that's All Might's pose, you know? And Endeavor says, no different arm. He's using his left. That's very important. And it's like, okay, fanboy. And Hawk says, who cares about that? I'm just grateful you won. And Endeavor says, zero points, though. A real sorry start for me. And Hawks, without his goggles, he looks so much more sincere. And he thinks, he says, if I may disagree, this victory of yours today was absolutely huge. 
and we see mystery shoes that say, and I think this is Hawksville talking. First, let's do something about your bleeding wounds. I can't move. Call someone for help. And that's Endeavor, I think. Before we move on to the next person, all I would say is Corks's tiny uh, wings at the top made me think of a little Cupid. Oh, yeah! They're so tiny. I see them. They're just tiny baby ones. He's a baby chicken. It made me think of him being drawn as like a little Cupid. And the mystery figure says, just a minute now. None of this is how I planned it, but that's fine. Uh, Hawks is surprised. Endeavor is confused and surprised, covering his, like, wounded face. And then we learn it's Dobby. He says, well, Endeavor, should I say, nice to meet you? Uh, Dobby is more hot than he has any right to be with that, like, stitched up face. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, and I guess, okay, before we get into the controversy... Let's just do our predictions now. Do you think Dabi is a Todoroki? Yes or no? Uh, I I don't know. It's such a... But it's been such a popular fan theory for so long. I feel like it... Because of that, it's more likely that it, it isn't. That's my kind of thought. So that I was leaning towards yes, but now I'm like, no. Because him being there is a little too on the nose. So it's like, I think it might be that he's not. Uh, should we reference what... Uh, so the translator uh caleb put when he put out his uh his manga reviews he said that the original japanese is haja menashiti kane which turns nice to meet you into a question which he has done in the uh the translation by putting obviously the question mark at the end so that is obviously implying that you know he's asking like is it nice he could either be asking like is it actually nice to meet you or he's you know he's questioning whether Endeavor would recognize him. Or it's nice to meet you for the first time is a question, so maybe they've already met. Yeah. And I just want to make sure we put Caleb's uh, Twitter is at CDC or at CD cubed. So CDCUBED. You should definitely follow him. He's a translator for My Hero Academia and he's awesome. He does really cool threads every week. I don't know. I feel like he's going to be a, a Todoroki. Uh, I don't know. But, like, I just, what I really, like, I'm kind of in a mix of what I want Dabby to do. Because, like, what he could do is he could just finish off Endeavor here. But I kind of want him to expose Endeavor. I don't know how he would, unless he's the Todoroki, of being able to say, like, this is the piece he did. But I want him to be, like, expose Endeavor for the piece of shit that he was. I've seen that idea going around, and I don't want him to be exposed. I don't think it would be good for the other Todoroki siblings, and I don't think it would be good for the mum. Say she gets released from her rehabilitation or she goes out on a day visit, everyone will know who she is and what happened to her, and I don't think that will be good for her recovery. Uh, and it would also destroy people's faith in, hero faith in heroes completely, because they just got a new number one, and they lose him. Or I want Endeavor to lose his quirk, because he's built his entire identity on his quirk, and like, Focusing on everyone else's quirk, but if he actually lost it, yes, I think that would be like I think you've mentioned before you wanted him to not be able to be a hero anymore. I think I just I want him to not have a quirk, so then he has to like rethink his identity completely. This is my theory of what's going to happen. I think that Darby is there, and the we know that the villain, um, the League of Villains, holds the quirk eliminating bullets. So I don't think that he'll try and take out Endeavor. And hawks, because their thing is that they want they, the League of Villains have been wanting to shake faith in heroes. Mm -hmm. So I think that he might use 
his quirk eliminating bullets because I don't think that he'll kill them. Mm-hmm. So then Endeavor won't be able to be a hero anymore and we'll see like what he does from there. And then the heroes will have lost a massive blow because they'll lost the number one and number two. And the League of Villains then could start to take over and this will be like the decline of heroes and the, the rise of the villain society. Because what like I'm guessing that Darby turned up because the League of Villains, either he's acting on his own mm-hmm. or the League of Villains fought. Oh, it like just in case it doesn't work, we should have we should have people in the area to take them out afterwards. And he's there, and maybe he's got the bullets, and he's gonna. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think Endeavor will be killed off. I think he'll just he'll lose his quirk, and then he'll have to live without being a hero, which is just what he's worked his whole life for. But I don't. My theory on Hawks, I think right. Uh, what did, I named it earlier. I've been Horikoshi'd. He does this a lot, where he he did it with Aoyama. And he made us think that Aoyama was a villain. Uh, he's, ma- he's made us think lots of things before and set it up to be quite obvious. And then it's like, nope, it's completely different. I think I got Horikoshi'd into thinking that Hawks is a villain. Yeah, I think he's good. So it's like, I wonder if Endeavor loses his quirk, will Hawks be willing to step up? Like, his back isn't broad enough. Like, he doesn't think he's strong enough to do it. I wonder if he'll lose his quirk as well, because I doubt... Dubby bought just one bullet. And I mean, Hawks has lost a lot of his... He's, he's got like those tiny little wings that he can't do anything for and he's lost all his feathers. So I don't know how he'll be able to fight Dubby off. Yeah. Or maybe another... Like, I don't, who's, I don't know who else is there. Like, someone else will come and just knock Dubby out. That would be funny. Uh, there's the two little weaky heroes, but because they've not even been... You know, the ones that, that, that um, lessened Endeavor's fall... But because they've not even been named and we've not seen them before, I don't know if they're just there to be like fodder heroes and maybe they'll try and stop Dabby and Dabby will just be like, I smite you down. <laughs> <laughs> they don't seem strong enough, but it'd be cool if Backdraft came back. The firefighting hero, the guy with like the water powers. Yeah. Just douse Dabby. That'd be amazing. Be like, you know what? Water fire is weak to water, bitch. <laughs> and just, just Pokemon logic beat him. That's what I want. Yeah. That's, that's my theory, though, on what and what will happen. Uh, yeah, I think he'll, like, de-quirk him, and I kind of want the exposed thing, but at the same time, like, I don't want his exposing thing to be, like, people be like, oh, no, the villains did it, so it's, like, such a bad thing. But, like, it would be, because it, it's, like, it's more, like, it's bad for the people, like, the victims, because it's, like, re-exposing, unless, like, because you can't really keep it anonymous, because it's his family. So, uh, but, okay, so, I guess, do, you, do we want to go, oh, I just want to say one more thing. When Endeavor was talking about the fact that High End and him are the same, it was kind of cool, like, it just struck me when he was talking about how High End is focused on just getting strong, and he has multiple quirks, and it's like, High End is basically what he wanted to make when he had kids. When he had kids, he did not think of them as people. He just wanted mindless robots, mindless creatures that had multiple quirks and were strong, to, that he could control to be the ultimate hero into his stead. So basically, it's not that he's like High End, it's like he wanted to make something like High End. Shoto was supposed to be, basically, Endeavor's Nomu to puppet and live through. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. It just really struck me with, like, the multiple quirks bit. I'm like, oh yeah, like, he was trying to make that, basically. And now he has to fight it. And I want to know, who is High End made of? Like, I guess it's probably multiple people, but, like, where does he... Like, it has to be someone super smart to be able to talk at all or, like, have thinking sentences. Or oh, they've just... They've refined the process somehow. 
because mm-hmm. they've got that creepy doctor on board. Yeah. And they don't even have all for one. And but I guess I think, I, was, I remember what I was trying to say before, I was that... They don't have him that we know of. We don't know if he's got some sort of quirk where he can transfer his consciousness because he's just strapped up and being watched physically. We don't know if they eliminated any of his quirks or if they're, you know, we, we don't know if maybe he's got some sort of, um, you know, like Xavier from X-Men where he can project his thoughts into someone around oh. like a, a long way off. We don't know if he's got an ability like that. Mm-hmm. And I know Dobby, I think, was the only one who's able to control the Nomu at the training camp. And I guess it's the same for Hyen, that he was programmed to only listen to him. Yeah, it could be. Or I had another theory that maybe all the League of Villains are there, but they're scattered about because they don't know where they'll end up. Like, there's no way they could have projected that that's where they could, they would be, you know, maybe the foal was going to end. He said, uh, Dabby specifically says it didn't go as he expected. I guess he expected Endeavor or Hawks to die, or both of them. Yeah. Yeah. But Dabby wasn't really the controversy. Nope. Uh, it's more like just the Endeavor focus people are mad at, and people are apparently sending Horikoshi death threats, which is just not cool. Even if you don't like what's going on in the series, just don't send death threats. It's that easy. You can talk shit all you'd like and say, like, it's, like, going in a bad direction. You can even message Horikoshi after the chapters come out, that's important, and be like, oh, and, like, list out what you don't like. But the instant you go to, like, I'm gonna kill you, or, like, anything like that, it's like, no, your opinion is now invalid. Because you just seem like a crazy person. So, no. Yeah. And this is what forced Taikubo off of Twitter. So, if people keep doing it, and he who gets removed, we don't get all his great sketches. Yeah. And there'll be no way of interacting with the man who's created this amazing story. Exactly. So, just, like, don't be a jackass. Sorry, okay. We, oh, we even said ass before. I could say ass. But, like, you can calmly say your stuff, or maybe not so calmly, but just don't threaten the author. Even though I haven't actually seen, I don't, people are just saying there were death threats, but I haven't really seen that. I guess I've seen, like, one screenshot of tags on Tumblr, be, people being mad, but I guess, like, even if you put in the tags, like, oh, I want to kill him for doing this, that's still pretty bad, too. But, so I don't actually know if anything about the, what people sent, but I just heard about it. I guess that's kind of fueling the flames. I have some thoughts on people getting angry about this. Mm-hmm. So people are getting... The reason why people are getting angry, uh, for people that don't know about it, is they're saying that um, he shouldn't try and... From what I understand, they shouldn't try and uh, redeem Endeavour. He's a horrible person. Stop trying to give him this redemption arc. But it's not... So here's the thing about the word redemption. It's a relative term. So your idea of what is redemption for one person is different to someone else's and also we don't know the person themselves we don't know endeavor's idea of what redemption is we don't know and he the only people that need to forgive him are his family we don't know what their idea of redemption is it may well be that say for example his wife might forgive him but his daughter never will that this is a redemption arc for him we're just slowly seeing him start to question his actions that's all and it's not even been he's not like he's not even said it aloud he's not said like i was wrong in the past i must try and change it's all slowly been implied like i don't know if the people that are getting angry are people that have had domestic violence in their past and it hits a nerve for them but it's a very extreme route to go for something that's not been specified and it's a very individual thing 
And I guess Endeavor basically just said, like, oh, I want you guys, I want to be a hero and a father you can be proud of. So basically just saying, like, I want you guys to like me. Like, like me again, please. And I guess, like, I kind of do have a problem with it. It's not that extreme. I'm not on the extreme end of it. But I'm just, like, it's just a weird direction that it's heading in. Like, I guess Bakugos had a very slow, working his way, character development, like, redemption, like, very slowly. Well, Endeavor feels very fast that we're getting focused on him. Because basically this arc has been Horikoshi deciding, I'm going to focus on a character who's not a main character, who's, like, not that popular, and I'm going to focus on him and see, like, what he's doing. And that's a risky move for an author in the first place. You're getting him, he's paired up with a new character who we don't know, Hawks, which is, and I guess it's, like, kind of proving that he's not just number one for show, he can actually do it. But it's still just, like, it's just, I guess people just don't like that they're, they're cheering, that we have to cheer for Endeavor in this fight. Because he's fighting a villain, and we're like, oh yeah, we have to cheer for Endeavor, but then, like, you got that thing in the background of your bed going, like, oh, he's an abuser, like, he's a bad person. Why should I have to cheer for him in the first place? And, like, I've seen... I like it. I think it just shows you can never, you never know what someone's actually going to be like. Like, he's fighting the villains, so obviously you want the villains to lose but that doesn't mean you need to support Endeavor's character it's just his actions that you think oh he should win this it doesn't mean you need to become a fan of him like you can be a fan of a villain without supporting their actions you just think they're a good Mm. character yeah like I'm not necessarily against it and also we don't know where the story's going to go Mm. if the story goes along my theory route of the the heroes um start to diminish and it becomes like the age of the villains this is a good thing to use Endeavor because he's the number one hero at the moment (laughs) So it makes sense for him to be used here. We don't know where the story's going to go. So it's quite premature to be, I think anyway, for people to be just completely jumping the gun and be like, this is awful, this is the worst choice, blah, blah, blah. We don't know. I guess people are just bad because, like, he's in a, like, he's still a hero, but he's like, it's still, like, Endeavor hasn't changed. He's now, he hasn't apologized, and he's still very focused on, like, only being strong, and that's the only value he sees in stuff. And he only sees people still mainly as their quirks and, like, not as people. And so he hasn't actually changed. He's, like, he hasn't apologized. He hasn't, like, I don't think he's, I think maybe now, like, just now in this fight, he kind of realized that this is what he could become. But he's still, like, I, I, I don't think it's quite hit him yet still that what he did was wrong. Well, no, it, it couldn't hit him now because that would be much, much too quick. So this is, like, a thing, again, people saying that he's being redeemed. He's not. He's not, like, no one's forgiving him. So he can't be redeemed. He's not owned up to any of his faults. So he, he can't be redeemed in anyone's eyes, really. Um, so it's I don't I don't know if I, I don't really understand why people are getting so angry. People are mad because they can see like the start of it that this is the start of his redemption arc, and people just don't think he should have one. Ah, uh, don't don't get horikoshied into thinking we know where the story's gonna go. Exactly. Uh, but <laughs> don't fall into the horry trap. I just want to point out, like, I saw one person on Twitter being like, oh, uh, like, uh, Endeavor will be redeemed, but Mineta is still, like, tr- is still, like, a gremlin trash. And it's kind of funny to me, because Mineta and Endeavor have very similar beliefs in that they think of women as objects, like, sexual objects, as basically just boobs or, like, baby-making machines, or just their quirks. They don't think of them as people. And they're both kind of doing, like, the same train of thought. So if you think Mineta is horrible then you should also think Endeavor is pretty bad. Because Endeavor is, like, Mineta is creepy and he's annoying. And, like, he makes you feel uncomfortable. He hasn't done anything, like, 
actually like abusive or like you know put someone in the ho- and made someone go to a psychiatric hospital. But Endeavor has Endeavor like punched a five year old in the stomach so hard he threw up. That's a fact. So it's just like it's just funny to me how you can see the fandom like hate on one character, but then like like oh maybe Endeavor's not that bad, and it's like he's also pretty bad. It's just kind of funny to see like how people react to different characters. I have not seen anyone say anyone supportive of Endeavor. All I've seen is people getting angry in the idea that people might be supportive of Endeavor and think, oh no, people are going to think that he's a great guy now. But I've never, I haven't seen anyone. I've seen a bit. Say like, oh, he's wonderful. But then people, there's a lot of people that think that Minetta's great. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind him, but. Oh, I guess, like, part of the reason, like, Endeavor, I think, like, hits home so much for people is that he's more of, like, a relatable uh, evil, like, a relatable bad thing. That, like, like, domestic abuse is something that people can relate to more easily than someone going out and, like, murdering thousands of people. Because it's more, like, real to them. And even, like, we can, like, relate that, oh, I've seen this, or, like, heard about it. So it's, like, it's something that could happen in our world. I think that's why it, like, hits home so much for people. I think that's why I like his character, because everyone, all the citizens think that he's a good guy, but obviously we're privy to knowing that he's not, and that's just so realistic of real life. Yeah, and I guess, like, people, I guess people are afraid that people will, like, kind of be like, oh, he's badass, so that means he's a good person. It's like, being a badass, it's, like, doesn't mean that he's changed. And I think, like, we could agree that he hasn't changed, he's, like, maybe tiny amount started to and we have no idea where that's going to lead i hope he doesn't die because that way it's like oh he's redeemed in death and it's like no thank you that's the lot like cheap way out i'd rather him be corkless i still don't think he'd be redeemed in death i don't i don't know where this redeemed thing is coming from he's not he's not done anything to be redeemed he's just defeated a villain that's his job it doesn't like it's completely separate to his family life yeah Mm mm-hmm I guess people are, like, afraid people will get it mixed up, but I haven't really seen that much. I got in an argument with one person on YouTube, though, because they're like, oh, it, like, doesn't matter. They were kind of just, like, I guess, like, they're saying, like, oh, for a hero, as long as they, like, do their job. But it's, like, I guess it's kind of the same thing is that, like, police officers or, like, this whole, like, Me Too movement of, like, people in power all of a sudden abusing that, and now it's being exposed. And it's kind of like, we want to hold people we admire to higher standards, I guess, and now it's kind of like, I don't know where I'm going with this, but we gotta, like, heroes should be held to a higher standard. They can't just save people. They need to also be good people. I don't know. But, like, their their value should be held higher. Because I kind of want to be exposed to, like, Endeavor can beat, like, anybody. He can, like, fight really good now, but he's going to get defeated by his past self. Because once his crimes get exposed, let's say, or maybe they won't, but, like, there's always that thing hanging over him of that, like, he did this horrible thing. And I get, like, until he, like, I, I don't know what he can do. There's nothing he can do to make that go away. And it never will go away. Like, if his family can choose to forgive him or not to forgive him or, like, partially forgive him. And, like, I, I don't know. I just want him to apologize. That, that's probably, like, too far in the future. But, I, like, I just think this whole, like, this whole arc is kind of weird. Because it's, like, an abuse, like, my comparison to it is kind of, like, in Fullmetal Alchemist, if randomly it decided to follow uh, Shao Tucker after he did that to Nina and his son, and his, sorry, he did that to Nina and the dog, if he just like let's follow Shiro's or no, let's follow Tucker's cool adventure as an alchemist, like really, like sometimes if someone did a bad thing, you just don't have to have a whole arc focused on them after the fact. 
The only way in my mind that I see Endeavour getting redemption, I don't think he needs redemption from the fans. I think he would need redemption from his actual family members, the people that matter um, in the story. So I, the only way I see it is if he loses the quirk, he's not a hero, and then everything that he fought so hard for, he committed these atrocities for, it's all completely wasted. He then goes into like this sad little slump. He apologises, he tries to make up to family, and then if they forgive him, and he changed his way, then maybe he will maybe he will have some form of redemption. And also I think it's important for Shoto's character development that his dad sees the error of his ways and apologises. That's why I think Endeavour won't die, because Shoto, I think it would be good for him to have that character development. So then he can move past his like not his like his concerns of using his fireside. Yeah. But I think, like, even if Endeavor apologizes, Shoto can still, like, choose not to forgive him. And that's fine. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I was like, I guess, like, I, I, there's so much, like, different directions this could go on. And right now we're at a point where we don't know where it could go. But I guess some people just don't like the direction it seems to be heading. And, like, the focus that this, like, character who they don't like in the first place is getting. But I, I guess it just makes, it makes sense for the story. We need to see that Endeavor is a pro, is, like, able to operate as a pro. And also the... Villain society, the villain League of Villains is doing something, but we don't know what. It's just still super weird that they jumped in right as they were talking about Nobu. That's still something I don't trust. Yeah, unless he's got a. I guess it seems that Nobu has got a tracker for strength on him. Ah. So maybe if he's got some sort of ability where he can detect strength, I don't know how that would work. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it does seem fishy. I don't think Hawks is off the. I don't think he's off the hook yet. Yeah. But then again, I guess it would be quite fairly easy to find him if you were following social media because mm-hmm. Hawks was doing all those signatures with people he was taking photos so all it takes is for someone to take one of those photos tag it on social media and someone would see immediately where they are and they're in that area yeah and then you could just you could go straight to that direction he could he could also just have a quirk that detects powerful quirks or something like you're saying but I think I like the social media thing better that like you just like that's how you can track people down just be like oh Heroes are pretty easy to find, really, if you think about it. Yeah, and it it was set up for a a few pages where we see Hawks. Well, I guess we saw his quirk at the same time as seeing him greet people and do autographs and things, so maybe. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm ready for this Endeavor arc to end. I'm so ready to just focus on the kids again, because I don't care about Endeavor. I'd like to move on. But I guess we're going to get, like, the... The Dabby thing, and I just hope, like, is he going to fight Dabby? Like, I don't, who knows what direction it's going, but I just, I want it to end. I don't, I just want to move on. I'm really excited about my theory. I think it's quite a good one. I think so, but I, I can't remember if they have any more of the quirkless bullets. They probably do. They stole them from oh, um, yeah. Jizaki, didn't yeah. they? Yeah! Because they, t- they took over from him. And I'm guessing he didn't have, like, he, we know he didn't have a few because he gave them to his cronies, who's the one that shot, um, yeah, no, not Miro, but even before that in the street, they had, uh, they had the, I think the first, the first attempt at the bullets because they shot, um, oh, I've forgotten his name, the, the emo, Sun Eater, they shot Sun Eater, didn't they, and he lost his quirk for a day and then it came back, so I'm guessing they were the first prototype of the bullets and then they refined it. Because I think when they were transporting uh, Overhaul, is that his name? Yeah. When they were transporting Overhaul, I think they even said, like, oh, we have the bullets or something. And then when the, the truck got attacked, 
and they de just they disarmed overhaul they might have gotten away oh i think they definitely were after the bullets because that's another reason i think why they sent um why uh, uh shigaraki allowed uh toga and it was it was toga and uh twice wasn't it that went in i think that's why he wanted them to go into also to spy so surely if they found out they had these bullets they could reuse their advantage they would be after them unless uh, yeah, maybe they stole, maybe Toga stole some of the bullets before the heroes got in there and took their stash. But I swear, like, if Endeavor does as his quirk, if he gets to be Batman and Miro doesn't, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> nah, I don't see it going that way, because he's, he's too injured now, isn't he? He'll have all those injuries from using his um, his prominence burn, and also he, he's definitely lost an eye. From the art that we've seen, like, that eye is out. Yeah, I think it'd be cool now if he does lose a quirk, if he meets Nero and they kind of like, they're like, oh, we're both quirkless now and both like really focused on our quirks to be heroes. What do we do? Because like, uh, in, uh, what Nero was thought to be like the next person in line to be the number one, to be like the hero, symbol of peace. And then like Endeavor just became the number one hero. So they're both people who are aiming for that spot and they both lose it. I, like, I think it'd be cool if they met, but I don't think he would like him. I don't think Lemillion would like Endeavor. No, I want Endeavor to go on some depressed, some long depressed binge and then really, really think about everything. And then, uh, given a given time, then maybe, then like apologise and start trying to alter things. But uh, with Mira, I don't know if they're going to give him his quirk back, because obviously they're trying to, they're, well, not train Eri, but get um, Eri's quirk abilities under control. So maybe she, because we were told that she would, she wants to try and, uh, well, she needs to control him anyway, and then maybe they can bring Mira back. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I don't want them to bring Mira back. Like, I love him, but I think it's better that he doesn't get it back. Because then it's like, it's just, or maybe at the end of the series he gets it back or something. But who knows how long the series is going to go on for. You just want him as Batman. Yes, I just want Batman. That's all I Like, literally, the day that we get actually, like, a person who's quirkless and can do shit. Besides uh, Knuckle Buster. Knuckle Duster or Knuckle Buster? I don't know which one. In uh, Vigilantes. The moment we get that, I will just be like, yes! But in its endeavor, I'll be angry. <laughs> we will find out. Yeah. Uh, I think that wraps it up. Basically, uh, Endeavor isn't getting redeemed, but maybe he's kind of heading towards that, and who knows what'll happen. And some people are mad about it, like me. Some people are not so mad about it. We'll see what happens. Woo! Uh, so we have been the My Hero Academia podcast. You can find us on Twitter at mhapod, and you can also email us at um, myheropod at gmail.com co.com yes dot com not co.uk <laughs> and also don't oh sorry don't forget you can rate and review us on itunes so like if you listen to us on itunes be like oh this was good so then other people will listen yes please rate us on all of the mediums and also <laughs> get in contact tell us things that you would like us to change things mm-hmm. that you like anything uh, so i'm so you can find me on twitter at choppers left Antler. And I'm Kendra. You can follow me on Twitter at Sniper of My Heart. And let's go beyond Plus Ultra. You gotta say it. <laughs> okay. Do you wanna go again? Sure. Okay. Let's go beyond Plus, Plus Ultra. Ultra. Yay! I <laughs> I'm gonna make it a thing.